All right, welcome back to the State of Analytics podcast. My name is Zach Randall, and I'm looking forward to diving into false belief number one from episode one, which is the free fallacy. This podcast explores web analytics and measurement, and we're currently peeling back the layers of some of the challenges that I see across organizations as our company works um, works in this space. And um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about Dunkin' Donuts today on episode number one. You, you all know I, I love Chipotle. I talked about that a little bit. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Dunkin' Donuts. But before we dive into that, just a little bit of housekeeping, listenlayer.com forward slash pod. You can sign up for notifications uh, when a new episode is live. And you can also download a list of those false beliefs from episode number one. But go back and listen to that if you haven't. And let's dive into today's content. So we're going to be talking about the free fallacy, which is this idea that our data has been free. Our web analytics data has been free for so long that it's tainted our view. It's reduced the perceived value of web analytics so much so that almost every other false belief that you'll hear me talking about on this podcast, I believe stems from this free fallacy problem. Um, Google Analytics is free. I love Google Analytics. I'm not telling you to take Google Analytics off your website. I'm just trying to point out this situation so that you can start to analyze your organization and ask yourself, hey, are we falling prey to some of these things? And should we be addressing our data a little bit differently? And so later on in the podcast here, I'm going to be giving you three tips for how to combat the free fallacy. But I want to use Dunkin' Donuts as an example to kind of introduce this topic overall. So for those of you who are watching the video version of this podcast, you'll see this on my screen. If you're not, I'll just describe it to you. We're looking at a, at a Dunkin' Donuts with a massive line. I pulled this off of Twitter and there's a number of these things. And if you actually search for National Donut Day, which I didn't even really realize was a thing, you'll see there's these like massive, m- massive amounts of people line up at all the Dunkin' Donuts and I'm sure other donut shops to get a free donut. Now, I'm not a big fan of donuts. Um, I'll, I'll have one occasionally. I have little kids and I, I'm, I'm proud to admit that I do get the sprinkled donuts. Those are my favorite. Even the ones with like pink or white frosting, that's my go-to when I do have a donut. But I'll be honest, I don't love Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know why. I just, I, there's something about it that I'm not... It's interesting. Their coffee is pretty good. But to me, this, this whole National Donut Day thing is crazy, right? So people line up in this massive line the amount of time you're going to stand there and wait behind a line that big. And, and here's the deal. You, get, you spend about three, four bucks on a cup of coffee and you get a free donut, which on average is 99 cents. So you're giving away three or four bucks. You know, I'm not really giving it away. I mean, you're getting your cup of coffee and you get your donut for free, but you got to wait in line behind this massive line of people. So I, I want to analyze this behavior a little bit because it's, it's quite the opposite of the free fallacy. The free fallacy is this idea that our data has been free for so long from Google Analytics that it's completely devalued. Organizations, agencies, you know, marketing professionals, a lot of times they're either completely ignoring Google Analytics or they think for some reason like, hey, my web analytics strategy is Google Analytics. It's like, so what is your strategy? Have you sat down and thought, oh, we put Google Analytics on the site? And that's it. They just take Google Analytics out of the box. They put it on the site. Nobody owns it. Nobody's thought about it half the time or way more than half the time. It's, it's not even really been configured fully. And 
They just put it out there on the site and that is their strategy. And if we take a step back and think about this, this Dunkin' Donuts thing, it is really truly the opposite, right? People are, are lining up out the door to get something free that's typically 99 cents. So why is that? Why does the perceived value of one thing that's free go, to, go down significantly and the perceived value of something else go way up? And I think that it's because with Dunkin' Donuts, there's a com- it's a combination of two things. You're getting something free and it's quite novel. It doesn't happen all the time, right? If Dunkin' Donuts was giving away a free 99 cent donut every single day with your cup of coffee, you would certainly have some people who are like diehard, like I'm going to go get my donut every single day. I would not recommend that at all. But most people you know, who might show up to Dunkin' Donuts on National Donut Day because they're like, yeah, this is, this, is, this is a novel thing. I'm going to go like try this out. Like, and they're going to wait in line behind 65 people for a 99 cent uh, savings. Those people, at, at some point, that, that novelty is going to wear off. So Dunkin' Donuts can't do this every single day. Otherwise, the excitement just completely goes away. Now, let's contrast that to Google Analytics. We've had almost... 12, 13, I don't even know how many years, somewhere between 10 and 15 years of Google Analytics being free. I love Google Analytics. I use it every day. I don't recommend taking Google Analytics off your site. I'm simply pointing out that because it's free, it's leading to this perception problem where it's just, oh, just slap Google Analytics on the website. It'll solve all your problems. No one really needs to own that. So when you take something free and you combine it with novelty, you get excitement. And when you take something free and you make it just commonplace, the perceived value of that thing goes through the floor. And it's not that just the perceived value of Google Analytics goes through the floor. The problem is that we have to throw in this idea that Google Analytics is prolific. Meaning every single website, at least that I've ever known, with the exception of maybe a couple that have worked with us, have used Google Analytics. It is so prolific that when you take the free and the common and the prolific, you know, there's lack of novelty and everyone's using it. All of a sudden, Google Analytics almost becomes like a representation of all of your marketing data. It's kind of like how everybody calls like a tissue Kleenex, right? It's just the the brand has become the thing and the thing has become the brand and nobody can really differentiate the two. There's certainly there's more brands out there than just the Kleenex brand, but it's all the same thing. And so now we're attaching this, this perceived value that has gone along with Google analytics being cheap and free and throw it on the site is now being applied to all these other areas of marketing. And what that leads to is that I talk to people in this space who've been in this space for years and they don't even know what's possible with their web analytics data. Their possibilities live within the context of what Google Analytics does when you put it on your website and don't do anything else. Now, there are some of you diehard measurement professionals who are saying, I completely agree. I understand what Google Analytics does. I go in there and I have the most amazing setups and that's awesome. That's what I'm encouraging is that we, we do that, that we start to take this marketing analytics and we put it back in its place. You're going out and you're spending, you know, sometimes thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars on, on advertising. And, you know, for the purpose of driving, you know, generating an impression and driving a click and driving a visitor who's going to engage with your website. And one of the byproducts of that is this awesome data that we're just like devaluing because of this free fallacy. 
So the true fallacy here is that your data is actually not free. And I want to take a look at, at something else here. So you guys have probably heard, if not, you, you, this might be the first time you've heard of it. There's a tool out there called Plausible. It's a Google Analytics alternative. I am not promoting Plausible. It's a great tool for certain use cases. Actually, I tried it out a couple times and don't really love it. It's pretty thin. You don't get a lot of data, but they're clearly addressing a problem in the marketplace. And it's an open source tool, but you can get the hosted version and it's not free. And I just thought it was kind of like sad that they have to have an article on their website that explains why it's not free. Literally, it says, I'm showing this on my screen, but I'll just read it to you if you're listening to the pod. Um, Google Analytics is free because Google has built their company and their wealth by collecting and analyzing huge amounts of personal information from web users and using these personal and behavioral insights to sell advertisements. Now, all of us in this space obviously know this. We know that 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 Google's doing that, right? We don't. We may not know the the deep inner workings of Google and how they tie their data together, but most certainly they are. And isn't it ironic that they're now kind of moving into this privacy realm once they already have everyone's data? So don't get me wrong. I'm not harping on Google. I don't want to harp on Google this whole time. The point is, Google's awesome by making these things free and and monetizing them through advertising. They have really enabled a huge amount of growth in the internet in the app space and productivity space. They've built products that have completely changed the world. Google is awesome. And now we need to look at it and realize that, okay, we've maybe have given enough of our data to Google. Or if we're gonna continue to give our data to Google, we need to actually kind of put that in perspective and understand what we should be doing to get the benefit of that free tool, but still kind of combat some of the downsides of this free fallacy. So I want to talk about three ways that I think you can combat this free fallacy within your organization. And the first one relates to one of our other false beliefs called zero accountability. It's this idea that like, we'll have this entire marketing effort and all this stuff. And then like, no one really is accountable for or owns our analytics. Or oftentimes you might think that they are, but they're really not. Like you've just kind of put it on your external agency's plate, not really paying them for it. So they're not really paying it. You know, they're only looking at it to the extent that it helps them get the insights they need for their programs. And like no one else is doing anything with it. So that's, that's the way you combat this perception that marketing data is, is not valuable, is that you develop some level of accountability. Put together a small initiative inside your organization called the Analytics Accountability Initiative. Who, on, in our, who internally on our team or externally at our agency is accountable? Now you have to define what accountability is. In my mind, there's a few different elements of accountability, right? You have to actually have control of the thing, which means you have to know what's going on with it. You have to also have some sort of monitoring setup so you know that uh, you know, it's broken if it breaks or something, some weird anomaly has occurred. So you have to have actual control of that and eyes on that on an ongoing basis because the thing is always collecting data. That's probably baseline number one because it helps you to understand you know, where you're at today. But then from there, actually building a strategy around it. Part of, part of the accountability piece is not just putting it on there out of the box and just saying, oh, it's, all, it's, it's good. That's not accountability. So having control over it and then having and developing an actual strategy around it. And once you, once you do those two things, I feel like you know, to a certain extent, you have your house in order, right? You may not be pushing the envelope with everything, but you generally have, have control over, over things. And so then you can move to be 
a little bit more, you know, let's drive some deeper strategy. Let's do some cool things. And that brings me to the next way that you can combat this free fallacy within your web analytics data. And that's go after some novelty. Let's go back to this Dunkin' Donuts idea, right? The fact that the donut is free and it's kind of a novel thing. It only happens like once a year. And it's kind of like this cool, like exciting thing. And you go get, you know, get, get in line. You, you want to get some coffee anyway. And, and so w- what's happened is your analytics is just completely mainstream, right? It's, it's, you're doing the exact same thing that everybody else is doing. You're just putting it on your site out of the box. You haven't asked yourself like, what can we do to make this more novel? So that should be one of your goals. If you want to combat this, you say, how can we make our analytics novel? Not for the sake of novelty, but because it helps you to start thinking about how, you know, what are the possibilities outside of just like what we typically do here? And you would be amazed at how much you can do with your web analytics using Google Analytics and having that free service, right? For example, I mean, GA4 does let you export your data to, to BigQuery. Now, what you do with it in BigQuery you would need to have resources or, or, or whatever that is. Um, you can centralize your data strategy into the data layer, which is the idea behind listen layer. And then what that allows you to do is enrich it in real time and segment it and, and put tons of custom events and all, all sorts of cool things that you can really enrich your data set. So you're moving from this mainstream analytics setup to something that's more novel. And you have somebody that's accountable for it, that's actually owning that thing. And the last thing is to seriously look at alternatives. And I'm not saying alternatives like replace Google Analytics, but it's more about taking your alternative like marketing analytics platforms and making them important. Realizing that if you're running LinkedIn ads, your data strategy inside of LinkedIn should be good, right? You shouldn't be just throwing together a bunch of like thank you page URLs. Or inside of Google ads, like, should you really just import everything from Google analytics? Has somebody thought through that one on your team? Have you really dug into that? Um, on Facebook, you may be using more than just the standard events, implementing the Facebook API or the conversion API. So these are things I, I call them alternatives, but they're, they're really not a replacement for a free service like Google analytics. They're like an addition to those. And the ironic thing is that most companies are they already have all of those things. They're running their marketing out of all these other platforms. And half the time when we take on a client, I'll look across all their platforms and I'll realize like, well, one thing might be set up like decently. And then the rest of it, it's like someone just like threw a bunch of stuff against the wall and saw, to see what would stick. And they're missing like a huge amount of their data. I think if you as an organization were just to do those three things, start to develop an accountability plan and start to ask yourself, how can we make our analytics implementation a little bit more novel? And these alternative platforms that we use, are they set up well? Should we invest some time in implementing those better? If you were able to do all of those things, you could still effectively get the benefit of these free tools like Google Analytics, while also starting to move in this direction where like maybe you actually own some of your data and maybe you're actually using it to drive some additional insights and, you know, getting past this first hurdle that I see with a lot of organizations, which is your data is just completely inaccurate because five people over the last six years or seven years or however long have changed it over and over and over again. So that's the free fallacy. 
that's digging into that a little bit of a plan that I think you guys can use to help combat that. On the next episode, we're most likely going to be jumping into the next free fallacy, which is set it and forget it. So how do we combat that specifically? And over the next few weeks, we're going to actually be grabbing some other experts and doing some interviews and bringing them in. And so pay attention to the pod, look for the new episodes and hit us up on LinkedIn and Twitter. And we'll see you in the next